What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Steve here, and welcome back to the World on Drugs podcast presents This Week in Crime. And this week, we got my boy, Zach Chapeloni. If you don't know Zach, he's been on the World on Drugs before. I run the setup show in L.A. every Wednesday and Sunday with him, and he just became the comedy store's newest door guy. If you don't know what that means, um, I used to be a door guy. Mark Maron used to be a door guy. Jim Carrey used to be a door guy. Dice Clay used to be a door guy. Sam Kinison used to be a door guy. It is the Harvard of comedy so he just got a job there and we uh we're in a gay love triangle who's the other person at a triangle yet to be decided could be you you guys enjoy that you guys making my in my in my in my in my my making you weird wherever you are probably just a little bit i'm in a tank top today i got tank top vibes and if you guys listen on spotify you can see the videos when you see what we're looking like right now i got kind of uh off a trucker on his off day of work vibe, you know, not, not, um, not great, not a vibe I would suggest meeting your loved one's parents with, but I'll rock it because I'm in my office and in this office, I can express myself any way I want. You know, the best way I express myself is with some West coast gardens weed. If you guys haven't picked up this stuff, you're doing yourself the opposite of a favor. Okay, get on it. I mean, I'm sm- I've been smoking this weed now for, I think, three weeks. Each time it gets better. It's the kind of weed when you throw it on the table, everyone goes, who dat? Who dat there going to burn the fire weed? It's me in West Coast Gardens. Other than that, I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Dr. Joe Hospital, Comedy Store Records, Tony Gidley, and John Sosis. Oh, man. Um, so the guest relationship, you know, Zach, if you, you should have listened to this podcast before, if you don't know, Zach and I have been friends now for quite a long time. Another one of the guys that started in Northern California in the Bay area, when we were coming up, the guys who started in San Francisco before us didn't like us. Then they left. Then we started running shit. Then we came back with axes and we hunted every one of them down and we smashed their faces. Sure. Were most of them small children and women? Yeah, but that was a scene at the time. And if you don't want to get your head smashed in by an axe, don't talk shit, little Timmy in Esmeralda. I don't know where I'm going. You know, sometimes I go on these weird tangents. But yes, the comics were very mean to us. So we all banded together. Then when they all moved to L.A., we didn't. And we just kind of all became friends there, kind of bonded over people not liking us. And then once we became one of the more important people in the scene, life got Better. What have I been up to? Man, did I talk about the Kid Cudi concert? I don't know if I talked about actually doing it. If not, I went to a Kid Cudi concert. Boy, oh boy, was that fun. Did make the mistake of having too much mushrooms, so wouldn't suggest that. Don't worry, at least the tickets were just $500. Um, Started off bad. Already started off bad. Number one, well, I do have a great parking spot at the forum. And now I'm learning how to go to the forum. And I'm learning how to, you know, each venue has seats that you either want to do or don't want to do. Okay. Now, I was like, hey, let's get some floor seats, babe. Let's step it the fuck up. You know, floor seats. Now, if you're, they should put age restrictions on these seats. Because when I sat down... I uh, was surrounded by what could only be described as itty-bitty babies, tiny widow children, the graduating class of, of, of t- class of 2024. 
dude, I was so fucking old around all these people. And then I remember the floor is for children. Okay? You're partying there. I'm not there. I want elevated seating. Okay? That's why you can stand up in front of me. And I can sit here, drink my $45 tequila margarita. Tequila margarita. I don't know if anyone's ever said that, but tequila margarita. And watch the show. Here, not so much. Also, okay, let's just let's just go it out, okay? Now I've been to the forum enough to where I now understand where to park. Okay, you never want to park in stadium parking lots. It's a rookie move. It's a dunce. You want to park right outside. Honestly, maybe two to three blocks away. Okay? Because if you park inside the parking lot, you're stuck. Traffic jammed. A bunch of idiots trying to get past you. You park three blocks away, cheaper, and you pull out and you're out. Okay, so I've got a great spot. I go there every time. I got their thing saved on my Zelle. Send it to them right there. There's a little little old Mexican dude who's getting drunk and just watching the cars. It's fantastic. It's perfect LA. Plus, well, we'll get to what what the goodies are when you start walking away from us. So Jordan and I have an hour till we get to the show. It's an hour drive from where I live. Is it far? No, no, it's not far, but it is an hour, which is a very weird thing. So not far. It takes an hour. Get there about halfway. We're like, let's take these mushrooms. We take it easy, okay? We take it easy. I've taken mushrooms. I used to take an eighth in high school every weekend and go to people's parties I didn't know and ask them if I peed my pants. You ever done that? You ever take so much mushrooms you think you peed your pants so you start asking people? Then you get known as the guy, Steve Fury, shows up to your party and asks if he peed his pants? Guess who people don't want at their party? The guy asking me. <laughs> That's a true story. I used to happen to me all the time. Still, when I take it, I'll grab my pants and I'll be like, fuck, man, I think I pissed them. And my hands are sweating. I'm like, I got to ask somebody. I got to ask somebody. But all they see is a man rubbing his pants, talking to himself, and then going up to you being like, did I pee my pants? And they're like, hey, I'm Jeff. Don't even know who you are. Feel like pee your pants should be maybe the third question we get into. Maybe like, how's your day? Do we know each other? And then you go into piss your pants talk. So I know eighth, not the business. Okay. 175, still going to be tripping balls. Okay. 175, you will be tripping if someone's out there, man, you know what you're talking about. Brother. Okay. You take mushrooms a lot. I'm talking normal human beings that aren't popping mushrooms all the time. This one. This one, this one, your boy did maybe 0.7. Not going to say what my girlfriend did. Um, not going to talk for her. But let's talk about me. I did maybe 0.7. We get to the line. We're getting in there. Okay, mushrooms, if you know, they don't kick in. So I, they kicked in pretty much right when I'm walking across the street from where I parked into the forum. We get to the line. They're not now allowing people with square bags to get in. Like if your bag's too tall, but it can be as wide as it wants. So then I go through the the security and they stop us. They go, you can't bring this bag. I'm talking this bag couldn't have been more than eight by eight. I mean, I guess maybe a gun fits in an eight by eight. But guess what? Uh, you can take a gun apart and it'll fit in a long one. So then I go, okay, I'll go to behind. I go, I talk to the guy. I go, hey, that lady over there is a YSL bag. East St. Laurent. Coming in, in this thing, you could have put a goddamn half a baseball bat into. I go, hey, I'm going to follow that girl and see if your guy will let me in. They go, okay. They let that girl in. I go behind him. And I, um, you could say cause the scene. Yeah. 
because one, it feels like I've been poor shamed just because I'm coming in with a coach bag. I have a your beautiful coach bag. No, it's my girlfriend's and they have a YSL and they let this fucking bitch in. And I'm going, what that part, that thing is way bigger. And I almost got the guy to let us in. And then there's some grown man with the top knot, a man with a child's haircut comes to talk to me. He goes, Hey man, we sent you away over there. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You piece of shit. Your boy, the guy checking the bag, said go over there. And I'm fuming because now we have to check a purse. And if you just heard me earlier, the whole part of parking three blocks away, so we don't have to check anything we can get out. Now the mushrooms start kicking. And I got to tell you, folks, if you, if I could suggest having the mushroom hit the second you're arguing with a grown man with a top knot, a child's haircut, a child's haircut, grown men don't, you don't, you don't see... No one's dad is a top knot. Could you imagine if your father had a top knot? He's like, hey, can you clean the room? Hey, why don't you clean your room after you cut your fucking hair, old man? You are 30 years old with a top knot. What are you, Goku? He doesn't have a top knot. What are you doing? If you're not working, if you're not knighting as a sushi chef, I'm, you're, at least you're not an authority figure. You know, if you're a man... You got a top knot, sure. But you don't deserve to be telling people what to do because it's obvious you don't know how haircuts work. So as you can say, I didn't really enjoy my time at the beginning. Then we checked the bag. I, it couldn't have taken longer. It could not have taken longer and there were three people in line. The setup was atrocious. I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. Get through security. Luckily, it was kind of close this, or quick this time now that we didn't have a fucking square bag. We get in there. Me and my girl, we love a little hot dog. Okay? We're, bit, we're a hot dog family. Okay? Some people are hamburger families. Some people are steak families. We're a hot dog family. I've been a hot dog family. My dad loves hot dogs. I remember going home at night sometimes, you know, end of the month, end of the two weeks, you know. Money not really there in the bank account. And Papa popped out a hot dog on a slice of sourdough bread, toasted, with some chili and mustard. I mean, fuck me up, shorty. Take me to heaven. So we walk in. We go, let's get some hot dogs. Let's just change the mood. Okay? No one's gonna... You never see someone angry eating a hot dog. It's not a... It's a joyous occasion. A turkey leg? That man will beat your ass. You see a man with a turkey leg, that man will beat your fucking ass. Hot dog guy, he's a joy. He's a joy to be around. Hamburger guy could go either way. Maybe it's a protein style. You don't see. There's no protein style hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs are like, I'm out. I don't care what's happening to me. I don't care what's going to happen in the future. I'm living for a moment. Hamburgers, people are like, let's put an onion ring on there. Hot dogs are like, throw some ketchup, I'll shove it in my mouth, I won't even swallow, I won't even, I won't even, I won't even, I won't even bite it. So we get inside. Another thing I couldn't suggest more, eating a hot dog on mushrooms, uh, hits a little different. You really start thinking about, um, intestines and toes and buttholes and, um, Head, shoulder, knees, and toes of a pig. I'm eating head, shoulders of a pig when it's in its intestines. So it didn't slap. Then we get in, and I'm noticing um, 
the walls are moving in a way I'm not used to. So I was freaking out. Me and Jordan got to split up to go pee. Took 10 minutes to follow each other. Find a margarita. We go down there. We go down, get our seats. We have, we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong, way, wrong place. I thought you could just get to any seat. Isn't this a fucking basketball stadium? Shouldn't they be able to go from the tippity top to the bitty bottom? The tippity top and the bitty bottom. Say it with me, folks. The tippity top, the bitty, the bottom. Next thing I know, I'm flip-flopping into pee-pee. <laughs> Wasn't that how I said last week? So, no, you can't. Okay, you can't. You can't get down there. They won't let you. I had to go down, come back. They said go to the next one. Went down, come back. There is the tiniest fucking bar. There's a bar about knee-high getting to the place that I need to go. Okay? that Like uh, an aisle, the long way aisle. Horizontal, not vertical. Yeah, not vertical. It's the next vertical aisle up, but there's a bar there. Literally shin height. And I go, hey, man, can I've gone down this thing four times. It's like I'm running the stairs at the fucking Rose Bowl. I'm not in, this ain't hell week. I'm not in football practice. Can I just step over that fucking bar, dog? And he's like, no. Once again, angry mushrooms. Didn't think it was possible. Get downstairs. Go to the concert. Sitting in the middle. We're around all these kids. I'm profusely sweating. Drenched around children. You never want to be sweating around children. Okay? That's, I think, a number one rule for anybody. Don't sweat around a kid. So I'm leaking around these babies. <laughs> just, just squirting around some toddlers. And I'm just tripping too much balls. It's not fun at all. I'm sweating my balls off. I then do not remember a single thing from the concert up until the end. Jordan kind of has a little bit of a heat uh, overheats because there's a lot of people around us and a lot of kids and they're going crazy. And I just want to sit down and drink my $45 tequila margarita. Tequila margarita. Can't sit down. So last song, her and I both start sobering up. And since she overheated, since she just took the hat off for you guys, folks, those looking at Spotify, it's looking good. Still got hair. Was worried for a while. Um, she got overheated, so brought her out to the corner. Kind of the worst seats on the floor. We sat there, watched the rest of the concert. Then he did uh, Pursuit of Happiness, the Skrillex kind of remix one, which was, I mean, just one of the all-time bangers of all time. And then it was just, the laser show was incredible. And it just showed me that from now on, I'm just sticking to weed and alcohol when I go to a concert. Enough, Molly. Enough. To, I'm just old. Doesn't hit the same anymore, man. My, what I, I just want to chill. I don't want to have these extracurriculars, you know. It's like putting on cilantro on your meal, on your tacos, okay? Is it good? Yeah. Can you put too much? Yeah. And I just keep putting too much cilantro on my tacos. That concert ends. As we're walking out, we're getting street dogs again, okay? Mush the mushrooms wore off. We're getting street dogs. We get them from a trans woman I only could describe as... Um, I don't know if she knew she was selling hot dogs. I didn't know. She was... I was like, you got one thing you sell. Can we just get that? And she was like, I don't know what you're saying. It's like the, th the fire grill you're in front of with the peppers and the hot dogs. With the bacon. Can I get one of them? She's like, I... 
where am I? And I'm like, okay. Now we're in, then the Kong, cars are honking at us. So we get out, go home. So the cool thing was at Pursuit of Happiness, that was his last song. Then he ends the show, goes back, and then he comes out on cars with five songs. So I, I paid $500, well, plus parking, plus the $45, taquita margarita, taquila margarita. Is that an accent? So that's another thing I got questions about accents, okay? So now if I do a Spanish accent with English, you know, like, hey, bro, what well, whatever, I get in trouble. But what if I do a Spanish accent while I speak Spanish? Is that still it? Or my can I not do that? It's a good question to ask, Steve. So if you guys got any uh, answers for that, DM me. Um, I'm not going to accept any answers from anyone from Florida. I love you guys. Love Florida. Love Tampa. Love Miami. But, you know, the race relation question is probably not the best from you guys. It's always a, yeah, just do what you want. And it, it, that doesn't really work in L.A. So that was that. Uh, what else did we do? That was kind of the biggest thing I did. I think we busted out a lot of time on that long-ass story. Um, this week, I will be doing Oxnard Levity Live. This is the first A-Club I have ever headlined in my life. There are 3,000 tickets to sell in a weekend. Um, I probably will not be. <laughs> Really probably won't be selling those out. But the but you know, they know when I booked me. It's a very hard one of the hardest improvs to just do. People don't even want to go there anymore because the tickets don't sell. Not only that, I don't have the many followers. And I think I got it because every time I go there I smash pretty hard and I'm very nice to the staff. So we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, love you. Shout out to West Coast Gardens. If you ain't smoking it, you ain't smoking that Steve Fury pack. Uh any suggestions for me? Watch the movie Nope. Uh, just finished that. Maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Me and Jordan loved it. Guys, thank you for listening. I love you guys. Uh, my cat just jumped on my lap. If you're on Spotify, this is my cat. I love it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Shout out John Sosis, Comic Store Records, Dr. Joe Tony Gidley, and of course, West Coast Gardens. Guys, this week is Zach Chapeloni on This Week in Crime with me, Steve Fury. A Watt Pod production. Zach Giappoloni, good to see you, buddy. What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm really, really great. Yeah, you had a good day? Had a good day, yeah. I'm recovering, you know, long week uh, weekend in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, that just happened. Your movie, you were in a movie, right? I was in a movie. It was great, but I just drank morning to night for yeah. four days. New Orleans is a different animal. Yeah. Something I've never... Well, I, I did it, I... I so I did it one time and just was so blacked out I had to sleep on the side of a stage. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, I a very <laughs> exact same experience for me. How was the, will you say a wedding or just a movie? Just the movie premiere, movie. yeah. How was it? It was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Fully improvised. Bobcat Boys, go check it out. Rent it at bobcatboys.com. Cool, check that out. So, this podcast, we've uh, it's World on Drugs, presents This Week in Crime. We're going to go over a few crimes that happened Ah, about in the last month or two. Okay. It's hard to get them that day because they got to process and stuff. So, number one, we're going to start with is an Islamic State member is sentenced to life in prison in the deaths of hostages. Alexandra, Virginia, August 19th. British national El Shafi El Sheikh was sentenced to life in prison Friday for his role in the Islamic State scheme that roughly took two dozen Westerners hostage a year, a decade ago. But, like, what Westerners, though? 
You know, Zach, what cities in America do you think it's okay to take people <laughs> from and we should just let it go? Virginia's too close to D.C. You got to yeah. do that in like Canton, Cincinnati. Yeah, Ohio. Most, most of Ohio. <laughs> Toledo. You can do that. <laughs> Whole city. Tito just got taken. <laughs> I, me, Austin, Texas. Enough people are there. You could probably just get two open micers that needed to leave. <laughs> El Sheik's hostage gave him a somewhat whimsical nickname. He was dubbed a beetle, along with other English accent captors, but the moniker belied the viciousness of his contact conduct. Before he killed everyone, he went, that's it, you're out of the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) Nine, number nine, number nine. (laughs) This prosecution unmasked the vicious and sadistic ISIS Beatles, said first assistant U.S. attorney Raj Perke, noting that El Sheik and other Beatles always wore masks when they appeared in front of their hostages. Zach, we are starting a band called the Isis Beatles. <laughs> One of the best names I've ever heard. What kind of music do you think we play? Oh, man. Isis Beatles? There's got to be a sitar involved. Yeah. I really think it's just like Beatles when they went to India and did mm-hmm. acid. That's Isis yeah. Beatles to me. If they just kept going with Sgt. Peppers. <laughs> just radicalized Sgt. Peppers. Sgt. Pepper is in Isis. A lot of people... <laughs> well, it's an actual army. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing, maybe just like the Muslim prayer that goes on over the city, and then we drop like a bass, and we start rapping maybe Little Chipmunk style. (laughs) Oh, if it's Little Chipmunks, we're... Yeah, it's it's money. Yeah, we're out of the jurisdiction of the law. That'd be a fun kind of thing to hear someone like speak a Middle Eastern language, like when they dubbed over the Chipmunks. It's like, Allah Akbar. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Alvin! (laughs) Alvin Akbar! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is the most notorious and high-ranking member of the Islamic State group to ever be convicted in a U.S. court. Prosecutor said Friday at his sentencing hearing in U.S. District Court in Alexandria. The life sentence was a foregone conclusion after a jury convicted him of hostage-taking, resulting in death and other crimes earlier this year. The convictions revolved around the deaths of four American hostages, James Foley, Stephen Sotloff, Peter Kassig, and Kayla Mueller. All but Mueller were executed in videotape beheading circulating online. Mueller was forced into slavery and raped multiple times by Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi before she was killed. Okay, this guy sucks pretty bad. Yeah, Abu Abu Bakr, he's not a good dude. No. Um, No, he's not. Very great name, though. Fantastic. Yeah. They were among 26 hostages taken between 2012 and 2015 when the Islamic State group controlled large swaths of Iraq and Syria. I feel like Iraq and Syria need a new PR person. Yeah. There's never anything good said about Iraq or Syria. I would I would love to see one of those like California, you know, yeah, exactly. commercials just for Syria. Zach, how are we going to change the PR for Iraq and Syria? We just left the ISIS Beatles and we started a new PR, PR team. What are we? What's our promo for uh, getting people back into Iraq and Syria? I'm I'm taking advantage of like American idiots, you know, mm-hmm. not know like we don't know geography. Yeah, 100%. So the, here's the campaign slogan: Syria, you don't know for sure what's here. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a chance, you racist. Yeah, and then they're racist if mm-hmm. they don't want to go. I like that one. Syria, fake news. <laughs> Everything you've heard, fake news. The pictures are fake. You know, you could be like, hey, do you like rubble? Are you tired of women's faces? How do you feel about large swatches of dirt? Does stoning human beings tickle your fancy? Well, let me tell you about the nice place of Syria and Iraq. Ever want to play golf with just the fellas because women aren't allowed (laughs) near the premises? (laughs) No need for grass. We've got large places of dirt. I actually have no idea what either of those places really look like. Yeah. 
It's just, to me, it's like rubble from like the first civilization. Yes. All that shit is like where everything began. Yeah. You know, so. Like a lot of houses like look like that, but they don't got roofs anymore. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a prophet was born there, <laughs> you know, and it's getting destroyed. And you're like, is that what it was supposed to look like? I don't know. They do got very hard profit vibe. Yeah. The convictions carried a mandatory life sentence. The U.S. agreed not to pursue a death sentence as part of a deal that ensured extradition for El Sikh and his friend Alexander Cody, who already had been sentenced to life. Wow, El Sheik and Alexander. Alexander Cody don't sound that <laughs> bad. Yeah. Maybe he can come. He can I come feel back. Like he was confused. <laughs> I feel like El Sheik and Alexander is like a new Adult Swim cartoon. <laughs> right. It's like someone radicalized my dog, Alexander. The odd couple. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, where are we going to brunch? No more coffee and prayer. <laughs> <laughs> We're fasting again <laughs> this week, El Sheik and Alexander. Uh, U.S. Attorney Parquet said it was difficult to convey the brutality of El Sheik's actions. We lack the vocabulary of such pain, Tart. he said, paraphrasing Dante's Inferno. Damn. Jesus. Still, victims of El Sheik and the Beatles testified... It's so tough to be like, there aren't words for the atrocities they've done. Anyway, so the Beatles need to be stopped. <laughs> they all saw white, like the White Album, and... Um, <laughs> They kept. They tasted rubber soles. <laughs> Sounds like, like the, the monkeys are behind this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Syrian monkeys. They're a little bit smaller. <laughs> a lot of heart. A lot of heart, but they're not going to be the Beatles. Beatles testified at Friday's hearing and gave voice to what was what they experienced. Danish photographer Daniel Ray Otzen, who was released after paying a ransom, said the worst moments were times of silence during and after captivity when he was alone with his thoughts. I don't think he was getting gang-draped by Al-Bashir yeah, Habadabi. Like, are you sure it's at the top? <laughs> I feel like a couple other things come to mind. He said when El Sheik and the Beatles beat him up, it was almost a relief. Wow. Now I knew I could only concentrate on my pain, which is much easier than being alone with your thoughts. Damn. I'm not sure. Loneliness is bad for you. Yeah. You know, if you're like, thank God. All right, let me have it. You're just <laughs> dropping your pants. Finally, like, I made a new stick. <laughs> Took my old stick, made it sharper. I can't quite get myself that good. It doesn't hurt at all. And I'm not even trying to kink shame, but Daniel may be a freak. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, chill. I would say the worst part was the beatings, but I guess, you know, he can't be alone with his thoughts. What's the worst and best of being captured by ISIS? Let's make some pros and cons. We're back on the ISIS Beatles PR group. You know, I got to, like, write. We all, as comics, you, like, you always got to work on a script. Yeah. And if I have to sit there and write it, I'm like, dude, come in here, do anything to me, <laughs> you know? And then it's like, back to your writing room. I'm like, fuck, please. They just put a MacBook Pro in front of you. <laughs> yeah. It's got all your jokes. Like Finish. final draft. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> beat my feet. <laughs> put some punchlines to these setups. I only know setups. <laughs> I would say what's the bur If I'm trying to sell the Beatles ISIS beatings camp, I'm going to go a sort of like... It's a weight loss camp. Mm. Okay. You're going to go in there. You're not going to get anything. You're going to get tougher and uh, just don't get raped. I feel like I do push ups the entire time. Yeah. I wouldn't, but I feel like I would. Yeah. You know, you like people think prison will get them in shape. <laughs> it's like, no, it won't. It's exactly what happened during the pandemic when we just decided to hang in there. We're like, I'm going to get a lot of stuff done. And it's just you in your ISIS cell eating Cheetos and watching Netflix. <laughs> All right. 
Ottenson was particularly close to Foley and memorized a goodbye letter that Foley wrote to his family so he could dictate it to Foley's parents when he was released. Oof, that is fucked up. Yeah. Imagine if you, like, just forgot a part of that letter. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I got to go back to Syria. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Foley, yes, your son loved you very much. You're just holding a blank piece of paper. <laughs> Thought you were real great. Wanted to appreciate you being a dad. He said something about leaving his Mustang to me. I don't really know. You're just a medium now. You're like, there was a cat that he missed. I'm sensing something with an A over here. <laughs> <laughs> Foley's mother, Diane Foley, was holding El Sheik accountable at trial, sends a message of deterrence to other would-be hostage takers. Hatred truly overwhelmed your humanity, she told El Sheik on Friday, which was the eighth anniversary of James Foley's beheading. Fuck. You can't put anniversaries on those. <laughs> It's not an anniversary What thing. is that? What anniversary? Is that gold, silver? Or it's probably like a beheading, like, oh, it's his eighth anniversary. That's actually a chainsaw. Yeah. Next year, it will be the... Um... He would have had a head for eight years more today. <laughs> you don't anniversarize that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> at trial, surviving hostages testifies that they dreaded the Beatles' appearance at the various prisons to which they were constantly shuttled and relocated. El Sheik and the other Beatles played a key role in the hostage negotiations, getting hostages to email their families with demands for payments. That's the first time you get like a email from like, Hi, this is your son in Syria. I need you to send me $2,000. I, I fell for this one on yeah. 2020. <laughs> nice try. Exactly. They also routinely beat and tortured the hostages, forcing them to fight each other to the point of passing out, threatening them with waterboarding and forcing them to view images of slain hostages. And Daniel thought being alone was worse than that. Yeah. You know what I miss? The wall. <laughs> Just looking at it. That darkness was sure a lot better than me <laughs> fighting Zach to the death. If you had to fight one of our friends to the death that you thought you could beat up, who would it be? Oof. Could be. Um, probably Emily Catalano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I got to pick a guy. Um, I might go like, uh, there are a lot of strong, I feel like Frank Castillo would just fall asleep in my arms. Yeah, he's so high. That would so be the point of passing out. Yeah, he's like, hey, just have a good time. Flap. <laughs> Hey, man, we just, let's share some edibles. El Sheik did not speak during Friday's hearing. His lawyer, Zachary Dubler, said El Sheik would appeal his conviction. El Sheik's lawyers had argued that his confessions should have been ruled inadmissible because of alleged mistreatment after he was captured by Kurdish-led Syrian Defense Forces in 2018. Buddy, I don't give a fuck about you. I hope the worst shit happens to you. Yeah, for real. At Friday's hearing, Dubler confined his arguments to a request that El Sheik not be sent to the Supermax prison facility in Force, Florence, Colorado, where he would face solitary confinement for the rest of his life. Yeesh. Dubler said a designation of Florence is almost a certainty unless the judge recommends otherwise. Wait, so he didn't want him to be alone? Because that's like darker? Or that's the easy way out, you think, he thought? No, no, he's fighting for El Sheik. He's his yeah. lawyer, so he's just like, hey, can we not send him? Florence, Colorado is like one of the worst prisons you can go to. He's like, can we not send him to the worst prison of this? And then everyone else is like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. We're Dude, defense attorney for a fucking ISIS guy? That's a tough one. I know. Your Honor, heads fall off <laughs> all the time. <laughs> 
Raise your hands if you've ever seen a beheading, right? <laughs> Has to come from somewhere. My, my client is a content creator. The carbon footprint alone <laughs> has been reduced in Syria. <laughs> oh. Why do you think beheading videos always look like an amateur version of Faces of Death, even though they're real? Do you think ISIS only operate with razor phones? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you definitely got to have like that first LeBron James filming of yeah, like an exactly. all-star game Shaq with the little <laughs> video camera. It's very Sasquatch. Yeah. That one was sent in from Dr. Joe Hoffa. That's funny. West Virginia County de Deputy Sheriff charged with using excessive force and engaging in a cover-up. A federal court unsealed a two-count indictment yesterday in Monogalia County, West Virginia. Deputy Sheriff Lance Kritza, 38, C-U-R-E-T-Z-A, for de depriving an individual of his civil rights by using excessive force and for writing a false report to cover it up. According to an indictment on January 20, 2018, while on duty, Kurtza subjected the victim to excessive force by punching and elbowing him in the face and, after the victim was handcuffed, spraying him with pepper spray in his eyes and then beating him. The offense resulted in bodily injury and included the use of a dangerous weapon. The indictment further alleges that Kurtzler falsifies his use of force report by claiming he used pepper spray before the victim was handcuffed and by omitting any documentation of post-handcuffing force. That's fucked up. Pepper sprayed while in handcuffs. That should only be used in the bedroom. That's right. That's right. I feel like it's definitely stemming from someone fucking his wife. Yeah. <laughs> that has got, uh, got cuck energy for sure. <laughs> Zach, we left the ISIS Beatles PR group, and we are now working the force in West Virginia. We're bad cops. How are we beating people but not getting caught? You take one of those, like, adult school uh, uh, creative writing classes. Mm -hmm. like, All right, guys, let's work on falsifying a police report. What can we take out of this? Let's really adventure our own minds. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get creative with it. Yeah, you're, like, sourcing better uh, police reports, you know, do you like, do you like big words. Yeah, and you got a guy in the front row like, he was resisting? Like, oh, let's get away from that. We used that in the last paper, didn't we? <laughs> I'm going to throw people off stuff. Whoa. So, like, you know, like, we're running around. I chuck him off a roof. He falls. I said he was up there trying to chase me. And the people are going to be like, damn, that's a lot of roofs you've been scaling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chill out, Scar. <laughs> Kurtzer was arrested earlier this morning and is scheduled to make his initial court appearance later this afternoon. If convicted, Kurtzka faces up to 10 years in prison for the civil rights violation and up to 20 years in prison for falsifying the report. The FBI investigated this case. Damn, good for them. All right, this one we're going to be doing a little, we're, gonna, we gotta, we're starting a little new thing. We're going to do some wad pod updates those are stuff from the old podcast world on drugs that we're going to upgrade this next one is all going to be about opiates and fentanyl if you want to go back and check out our fentanyl episode go back to wad pod season one the one all about fentanyl federal court orders clinic to close physician and clinic owners to pay six hundred thousand for alleged unlawful opioid distribution so they're like still doing this in florida and it's still like pennies to these people yeah Especially if you were selling at the high price because it wouldn't go through insurance. Right. 600 grand is nothing. Yeah. A federal court ordered a Tampa area pain management clinic to close and directed the clinic's owners and its former physician to collectively pay $600,000 in civil penalties pursuant to agreed resolutions in a case alleging violations of the Controlled Substances Act. 
In a complaint filed in February 2021, the United States alleged that Dr. Tobias Bacaner, B-A-C-A-N-E-R, wrote prescriptions for opioids without a legitimate medical purpose and outside the usual course of professional practice while employed at Paragon Community Health Care, a pain clinic in Newport Ritchie, Florida. Damn, I wish I knew where this place was, though. Zach, you ever taken opioids? And if so, how'd you feel about them? Um, I have taken opioids, and I'm I I like you a lot, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Like uh, yeah. now, my dentist, I'm like, dude, can you get me on anything else? <laughs> because I'm gonna have too much goddamn fun. Just take these out. I don't need them. <laughs> yes. I don't need teeth. How many teeth per Norco? Yeah, no, nothing. I'm ne- I never have that much pain. I, I thank God I haven't broken anything so mm-hmm. bad that I'm like, this is debilitating. Yeah, you know. But uh, I think I had like a minor foot surgery, and the doctor's like. Be a good judge here. Yeah. You know, you're going to have fun. But I feel like if I'm flying into a town or driving into a town called Newport Ritchie, Florida, <laughs> you take some... give you some on the way in. <laughs> it's like the Hawaiian Lays, but it's just like a bag of Norcos. <laughs> like, thank you, Florida. <laughs> I mean, it does sound fun. You're just like in some like swamp on like a fucking airboat off of like 10 Percocets. Yeah. I mean, that's Florida living right there. I know. That's taking it easy. I know. The order against Dr. Backner requires him to pay 500,000 civil penalties and prohibits him from prescribing, administering, dispensing, or distributing controlled substances, among other restrictions. Dude, the last time, I, I, I got my knee hurt a lot, so I've taken a lot of pain pills. And then the last time, they just gave me these uh, meloxicam, which are kind of like a different kind of uh, Tylenol. Kind of worked just as well. I'm the new lying. names scare me. I know. You know, Meloxicam? I know. They're running out of alphabets, and it just, yeah. everything sounds more bad. Yeah, it sounds like a skin disease you got to take Meloxicam for. <laughs> right. My balls keep shedding skin. Is it coming in an inhaler? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a whippet? Oh. <laughs> uh. The defendants also agreed to permanently dissolve Colbat Pharmacy, which closed shortly after the government filed suit. My question is, who gets the money that these people pay? Yeah. Like, who's getting that $600,000? It should be the people whose lives they've ruined or the city or something like that. It's actually, I'm just going to take California, allocate 70% of the state penalty to the state penalty fund. The remaining 30% is deposited in the County General Fund to assist the county in their maintenance of efforts, contributions to the state for trial court operations. What the fuck? So this is just like paying the bailiff from Judge Judy? Yes. Yeah. Essentially that. like, Thank God for opioids, Judge. (laughs) (laughs) Just shakes him as he leaves. (laughs) I mean, 70% goes in the state penalty, the state penalty fund. What What is that? What's that? I I should have looked into that. That's some Illuminati shit Yeah, that's where fucking Gavin Newsom buys his vineyards with. True Detective season eight or whatever the new one will be is going to like halfway through the season. They're like, state penalty fund. (laughs) The guy dies. (laughs) He's just in a sex party. (laughs) State penalty fund. Someone scratch scratch that into the back of his head. (laughs) Physicians who prescribe opioids without a legitimate medical purpose and outside the usual course of professional practice and others who facilitate that conduct will be held accountable. Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian N. Boyton. Dr. Bacchanar and his associates profited from unlawfully prescribing opioids without a legitimate medical purpose. We will continue to protect the community from those who place a higher value on profit than the safety of the public. It's my question to you. Do you think all drugs should just be legalized? Uh, 
That's a tough one. I see addicts a lot, and they're just yeah. like, you know, it's a disease that people take advantage. It's like, I, for me, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But for like the, the betterment of others, I, I don't think we can. Cause like, I, there's like in San Francisco, they have like a hamster dam right now. And the cops, it's like, here's where you can go. It's a fenced in area. You can't see through the fence. It's like in downtown, and people can do drugs all they want, all day and night, any drug. Um, but then you have addicts coming out being like, I'll never get better. Cause every day I wake up, I'm like, let's just go to that little fucking tent area and get fucking zooted. What area is that in? It's like the where the Tenderloin meets downtown. Damn. Yeah, it's brutal. It's Hamsterdam, you know? And yeah. it's like people, recovering addicts are like, I would never have gotten better if that was an option for me back in the day. But then you could also say if you're going to get these drugs sold to you, you might as well get ones that are clean yeah. and better for you. Yes. <clears throat> so, I don't know. It's a tough call. All right, up next. The next segment is one I like to call gangs, 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 bitch. Los Angeles Street Gang targeted in federal racketeering indictment that alleges narcotics, firearms, and extortion offenses. 28 members and associates of the South Los Angeles-based Eastside Playboy Street Gang were arrested today on federal racketeering, narcotics, and firearm charges. Eastside Playboys is a top 10 gang name ever. Zach, we left ISIS Beatles PR. We left West Virginia Sheriff's Office. And now we are starting a gang. What's our gang's name? What are we doing? Where are we located? How are we making money? You're asking me to beat Eastside Playboys? I know, that's so that's good. Such a good one. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go like um, uh, uh, Northside uh, 2K mod players. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think what the kids are into. <laughs> so we're, we don't really do much. We're like, we're like, we're like doing like uh, embezzling like Funds from 2K, the video game. Yeah, well, I think like we just mods? dress like we're mo like we just wear like a scuba gear okay. thing and like yeah. a bright backpack yeah. and and okay. uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think what's hip. I would go with the West Side Patagonias. We revolve only in Santa Monica and we sell Molly Damn. on the beach. That gang will live forever. That game's pretty good. <laughs> no one's Not, no, 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 no. They're, they've got some people running in the government. The West Side Patagonias. All right, I got it. White people. White people. We're gonna be white people. <laughs> we're gonna control the government. We're gonna push everyone down, and then we're gonna defund their schools and make them. What is racketeering? Um, these arrests. I think I put racketeering in here. These arrests stem from six indictments, one of which alleges a racketeering scheme and alleges allegations of narcotics and weapons trafficking, as well as the extortion of local businesses. One of the indictments alleges that the game is a criminal enterprise under the Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. Rico, this indictment outlines the structure of the game, its alliance to the Mexican Mafia prison gang, and how it generates revenue through, among other things, the sale of narcotics and firearms. As part of the overall racketeering enterprise, some defendants, defendants engaged in large-scale drug trafficking, including sending kilos, quantities of cocaine, meth, and fentanyl through the U.S. Postal Service, FedEx, in the United Parcel Service. Some defendants also allegedly distributed cocaine, meth, fentanyl powder, and counterfeit fentanyl lace pens in Los Angeles and Orange Counties. Selling kilos of drugs through the fucking post office. I always thought, like, why doesn't the post office just check the packages? It's actually illegal for them to do that unless they suspect drugs in there because they have to get a fucking uh, search warrant. No way. 
damn, I was always such a little bitch, mm-hmm. afraid to like mail anything. So if you just pack you right, it will get through. Wow. Yeah. What can How- Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> How would you hide your drugs if being ship? And what's the best package you ever got? How would I hide my drugs being... Well, I listen to a lot of rap music, you know? So I'm like stuffing the spare tire, man. Oh, you're driving or you're sending tires to the mail. Oh, okay. So I don't have to do it myself. Yeah, I'll probably go like... um, I mean, you got to go Amazon, right? Bezos is too busy. Yeah, you don't know. Definitely not. I mean, those fucking warehouse workers are just passing out and driving forklifts into the fucking... Yeah. So get a job at a warehouse and then... Sometimes someone buys something, you know, to put it in there. We used to have a, a wiener snitch all the end of my block I grew up on, and the cops busted it because a guy was selling drugs out of the wiener central drive through. So, like, you go in there and be like, I want a 23 extra spicy with cheese, and you get like some cocaine. Dude, we had one in our town. It was the KFC Taco Bell, and if you ordered extra biscuits, which is something so many people yeah. probably order, he was busted so quick. Yeah. Was that weed? Yeah, it was just weed. Yeah. At least as far as I know. What a great, what a great combo, you know? You know, Taco Bell, KFC, and a cannabis club. Right. It's almost implied. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> why else would you be here if you weren't high? <laughs> right. Or get some weed in your life because it's very sad. What's the best package you ever got? The best package I ever got? Um, You're not talking like Christmas, just like something in the mail? Yeah, something in the mail you're waiting for or anything like that. Some standard, you know, butt plug. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real nice butt plug. Like, yeah, I was off Craigslist. I boiled it for a while. It was <laughs> scarred. I don't know if butt plugs can be scarred, but <laughs> yeah, nice groove to yeah, it. Yeah, life. Uh, mine. Um, I used to have this guy who lived with me for like a month and a half. His name was Injamar Marley. He's one of like Damon Marley's nephews or some shit. Whoa! And he got in trouble for having all this weed on a train. He like was just kind of like oblivious to how the world worked i think so he brought like a duffel bag of weed on an amtrak then got caught went to jail came out was stuck in sacramento because he was just bringing weed home the bail bonds person was my friend's mom so he stayed with me for a while whoa and i used to send that guy a lot of weed over the mail to jamaica no he was in florida Oh, okay i guess they were all more mainly based in florida and i would send him packages and packages it's like not even a crime oh Florida, what they're selling? Yeah. You, were you in Port Ritchie? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll send you some weed. Can you go down, down to Port Ritchie <laughs> and get me some of them peels? <laughs> Members and associates of this game have built a criminal enterprise by trafficking in guns and deadly drugs, by extorting business owners, and by terrorizing victims with the violent assaults and robberies, says acting assistant director in charge, Amir, Amir Asahi of the FBI's Los Angeles field office. This is crazy, man. How much drugs these guys were fucking... This is one of the bigger, like, gang drug seizures we've had on this podcast. Whoa. During this investigation, the Los Angeles Metropolitan Task Force on Violent Gangs seized from the Playboys and their associates approximately 47 firearms, 199 kilos of meth, Jesus, 13.6 kilos of fentanyl, 27 kilos of cocaine, 7.6 7.6 kilos of heroin, 283 kilos of marijuana, and 140,000 in cash. The RICO indictment further alleges that members of the racketeering enterprise operated two unlicensed marijuana dispensaries. God damn, these motherfuckers are going home, going away for a long time, 200 kilos of meth. I mean, dude, what kills me is 13.6 kilos of fentanyl. If you open that box, like, let's see what we... Boom. <laughs> Everyone in that room is dropping. <laughs> you know what smell? <laughs> the factory's got to be a Period. war zone. 
Yeah, the fentanyl stuff. Okay, so we're this is one thing I always think about. So we're in our gang, right? We're we're either the two K mod squad or the West Side Patagonias. And the cartel is pissed off that the Playboys are off the street and they just gave us two hundred kilos of meth to sell. Imagine that. For some reason they give you that. How are we how would you and I how would we possibly get rid of two hundred pounds of meth? Kilos of meth. I should probably four kilos like one point six, I think. Damn. I mean, I'm moving it through a KFC, <laughs> Taco Bell, Jamba Juice, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle sweet greens. I think you need like a like a like a AutoZone in there too for like to get the real methy guy who's like smoking meth and working on his car and then taking out his like transmission and then not putting it together. You know what I think is because now they're cracking down on Indian casino. Indian casinos are like against the new gambling laws. Have you yeah. heard about this like DraftKings yes. shit? So we we tell the Indian casinos, look, we're gonna do DraftKings. You're not yeah. you're not gonna make as much money through gambling. But we know who sleeps in the parking lot at your casino. Yeah. Start giving it away. Let's push some meth. I love that. I also love the uh commercials for the pro DraftKings. When they're like, We're a tribe. It's like six white dudes with like mohawks. <laughs> like, I don't think these guys are the tribe we're talking about. Are they Norse? Is that like a Viking blonde? <laughs> they're blonde and eating like Smoked fish. I don't know. The understand. Reykjavik boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Reykjavik tribe. Um, I've always, I've always, I always thought this would kind of be a fun movie idea or something, you know, like your brother goes to jail, he was a gangbanger, and now you have to sell 200 pounds of meth or something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know how you get rid of that much. I really have no idea. Because then just imagine you now have to talk to meth dealers. Yeah. Or unless you're just going to sack out all this meth and just go to like... That's the problem when you start doing. That's the reason I never sold hardcore drugs. Yeah, is because then you have to start dealing with hardcore drug addicts. Yeah, and dealers. Dude, you ever see just like random TikTok videos of someone just like in Modesto talking to a yeah. crackhead every day, and it's like, yeah, that's great karate kick, man. <laughs> uh, you have to pull that hubcap back out of the street. It's like the small talk is brutal. Dude, I went to Pablito's Tacos last night. And there was this dude, This he was like a little Mexican dude, his eyes were fucking jacked, and he was like, just looked like, he looked like a California drug dealer. He's got like a 49er shirt on, no, a red Levi shirt on, brand new, like pro tee pants, and like some chucks, and he's got like a 49ers hat on, he's pacing back and forth, and he's calling, and then I know where this like homeless guy pulls up on a bike, and he just sells some meth in front of the liquor store. Oh my god. Like, he doesn't even hide it. Damn. Those arrested today are among 41 members and associates of the gang named across the six indictments. Three of the defendants were already in custody, and law enforcement continued to search for 10 defendants. The RICO conspiracy and Hobbs Act robbery charges each carry a statutory maximum sentence of 20 years in federal prison. Jesus. The narcotics and firearm offenses carry a range of potential sentencing, many of which include a mandatory minimum sentence of at least five years in prison. Ten defendants are on the run right now. Our meth empire, our gang, Patagonia West boys is coming to an end. How are we getting? How are we escaping? I think it's time we join the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> El Sheik, how you doing? Looking you got- for a Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the ISIS Beatles PR team is saying real nice things about Iraq and Syria. <laughs> I would probably go to Mexico. But then what do you do in Mexico? I don't even speak Spanish. <clears throat> yeah, you can find one of those communities, those like beachside communities. It's all white people. Yeah. You know, super gentrified. It's like in Brazil, they got a whole German town. Yeah. Everyone speaks creepy. German. That's creepy. 
Yeah, I guess you just go there and then the, the vibe of everyone there is like, we do not talk about our past. Yeah, it's going to be tough because we're going to be like, we moved here to surf. Yes. And we're just awful. We can't even stand. <laughs> but we're up all night. Is anyone didn't like meth? We have <laughs> quite a lot. That What's we... the break looking like tomorrow, man? I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> <sighs> the defendants arrested today are expected to be arraigned this afternoon in the U.S. District Court in downtown Los Angeles. Today's arrest is a result of an investigation that was opened approximately Four years ago by the FBI in multi-agency Los Angeles Metropolitan Task Forces on Violent Gangs. The investigation dubbed Operation Down the Rabbit Hole utilized an array of tactics including wiretaps and surveillance to uncover evidence of extortion of businesses, violent robberies, burglaries, narcotics, and firearms trafficking, and violence against their own members as discipline for violating gang rules and norms. It's like, not only are they doing bad things, they're really mean to their <laughs> new guys. <laughs> they're not nice, even to their friends. Four years, the feds have been working on these guys. Holy shit. What's the worst thing the FBI could bring up in court if they monitored you for the last four years? It's probably like a fucking Chumbawamba album <laughs> lying around that I was like forgot to throw away. It's like in my box. Just you, a video of you. We get knocked down. Hang it up. I'm like, you have no one around you. Who are you seeing this to? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a fantastic episode. Next week we have some great crimes. We got Jamaicans stealing from grandmas. Wad Pod season one updates on Bong Bong, and you know our guy Putin is still killing rich Russians. We'll be back with Zach Chapeloni next week. Shout out to Comedy Store Records, Tony Gidley, and the best weed on this fucking planet, West Coast Gardens. Zach, you got anything you want to plug, buddy? Um, yeah, uh, the new movie I was in just released, and you can watch it by renting it at bobcatboys.com. I think it's like eight bucks. I got a podcast called Hesby Street. Uh, you could check us out, hesbystreetpod.com or patreon.com slash hesbystreet if you want an extra episode. And me and Steve are always at Citizen Public Market doing live stand-up comedy if you want to check us Every out. Every Wednesday and Sunday. See you guys next time. Thank you very much.